The following is a lecture on Bhagavad Gita chapter 2 verse 46 by Tatvavit Das on the 10th of April 2019. So today's verse under discussion is uh, from the second chapter verse number 46 chapter 2 text 46 यावान अर्थ उदपाने सर्वतः संप्लुतोदके तावान सर्वेशु वेदेशु ब्राह्मणस्य विजानतः Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki Translation All purposes that are served by the small pond can at once be served by the great reservoirs of water. Similarly, all the purposes of the Vedas can be served to one who knows the purpose behind them. Purpose: The rituals and sacrifices mentioned in the Karmakanda division of the Vedic literature are to encourage gradual development of self-realization. And the purpose of self-realization is clearly stated in the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. 15 15 chapter 15 verse 15 the purpose of studying the vedas is to know lord krishna the primeval cause of everything so self realization means understanding krishna and one's eternal relationship with him the relationship of the living entities with krishna is also mentioned in the 15th chapter of bhagavad gita the living entities are parts and parcels of krishna Therefore revival of Krishna consciousness by the individual living entity is the highest perfectional stage of vedic knowledge this is confirmed in the shrimad bhagavatam canto 3 chapter 33 verse 7 as follows aho vadasvapachoto gariyan yajjhvagre vartate namatubhyam te pustapaste juhuhusasnurarya ब्रह्मानुचूर्नाम्रणंतीचूरिटरिचुअल्सिंग such a person is considered to be the best of the aryan family so one must be intelligent enough to understand the purpose of the vedas without being attached to the rituals only and must not desire to be elevated to the heavenly kingdoms for a better quality of sense gratification it is not possible for the common man in this age to follow all the rules and regulations of the vedic rituals and in, and the injunctions of the vedantas and the upanishads it requires much time energy knowledge and resources to execute the purposes of the vedas this is hardly possible in this age the best purpose of vedic culture is served however by chanting the holy name of the lord as recommended by lord chaitanya the deliverer of all fallen souls when lord chaitanya was asked by a great vedic scholar prakashananda saraswati why he the lord was chanting the holy name of the lord like a sentimentalist instead of studying vedanta philosophy the lord replied that his spiritual master found him to be a great fool and thus he asked him to chant the holy name of lord krishna he did so and became ecstatic like a madman in this age of kali most of the population is foolish and not adequately educated to understand vedanta philosophy 
The best purpose of Vedanta philosophy is served by inoffensively chanting the holy name of the Lord. Vedanta is the last word in Vedic wisdom and the author and knower of the Vedanta philosophy is Lord Krishna. And the highest Vedantist is the great soul who takes pleasure in chanting the holy name of the Lord. That is the ultimate, ultimate purpose of all Vedic mysticism. So this is an important verse, especially among the Hindus. See, the Bhagavad Gita is not a Hindu scripture, as we have many times explained. Our Vedas, Upanishads, any literature, the Puranas, the Itihasas like Ramayana, Mahabharata, None of them have the word Hindu in them at all. This is a foreign name given to this religion by the Muslims. It was a geographical um, reference. Because the Sindhu river, the Sindh river that is in Pakistan, that runs from north to south. So the people on the western side of that river, the Persians, the Afghans, they used to call the people on the eastern side of the river as Sindhus or the place as Sindhusthan. So, but in their language, uh, they don't say S at all. Instead of S, it is replaced by H. When, you, when they say Sthan, they can say S. But when S is alone, like Sindhu, then they say Hindu, Hindusthan. That's how the word came. And that how, that's how the Indians have been termed as Hindus. And then it became the name of the religion. But in our scriptures, there is no word Hindu. The real name of our religion is Sanatan Dharma. Sanatana means eternal. That means there is no beginning or end. There is no start date for this religion. And there is no end date also. Before even creation began, this religion is existing. May say how what is how can religion exist before creation? See this creation and annihilation is taking repeatedly. Bhutva Bhutva Praliyate. It is not that only once it is created this universe. No. There are millions and trillions of universes. We are not talking about galaxies and solar systems. We are talking about complete universes. So we have information from the Vedas, from the Bhagavatam, that the, even Brahma Samhita that there are infinite number of universes and this is just one of those universes and each of the universe is filled with trillions and trillions of planets and we also have information that each and every planet has got life and civilizations not that only the earth is full of life and others are empty so either way the whole universe is created by the Lord and the entire um, process of creation is also explained in the Bhagavatam. So, before creation, there was also another creation. Yes, like now it's evening and it will be night and then again it will be morning and again it will be night and again it will be morning. So, like that, the creation and destruction is taking place on and on and on for eternity. And there is another world, Parastasmatu Bhava Anya, Vyakta Vyakta Sanatanaha. There is another world which is beyond this material world, which is eternal. It never is destroyed and it was never created. 
we are actually from there it is called vaikuntha vaikuntha is beyond this material universe and there there is no creation and destruction life is eternal that's why in the bhagavad gita second chapter krishna is explaining in the beginning that the soul has no birth and no death hmm. only the body takes birth and the body dies <coughs> but because of our ignorance we think that we have taken birth and we have died and uh, we also identify with this body we think i am a human being i am a man i am an indian i am a chinese i am an american these identities are actually misidentification because the body is indian the body is man uh, male or the body is chinese or american or dog cat tiger but the soul inside all of these animals or man or any species is the same you are a soul you are a soul you are a soul i am a soul so we are all souls atma and as atma we are all equal we are only riding different vehicles now one may be on a motorbike one may be in a car one may be in an aeroplane one may be in a ship one may be in a submarine one may be in a spacecraft so all these vehicles move differently the the motorbike can go on the road the car can go on the road the spacecraft will shoot up directly and plane will go like this horizontal to one place to another ship will go on the water submarine will go under the water now these are all vehicles but the driver in all of them is a human being uh, that is not different but the vehicle is different the movements are different the capabilities of each vehicle are different so similarly the capabilities of the different bodies the ants body the humans body the grass body the trees body or the devata's body so they have different powers and different capabilities but as a soul we are all equal that is the first step in understanding spiritual life that i am not this body because our whole material world is based on this misconception i am this body this is my wife this is my children this is my parents this is my grandchildren this is my relatives these are my enemies these are my friends everything is based on this idea that i am this body and my our work is also based on this idea that i am this body i am this body to maintain this body to maintain the body's relations to maintain the body's house i have to get money you see how all our civilization is based on this fundamental misconception that i am this body every activity everything is based on that misconception so bhagavad gita tries to uh, krishna is trying to take away that misconception first understand first of all who we are because yes we can have this idea but one day death will come and completely finishes our idea i have this much bank balance i have this these relatives have everything is finished in one moment and that is actual reality and we go to another body for example here this small girl is sitting there now she is taking them as parents previous life she had a whole set of relatives every one of us but now we have completely forgotten now we are saying this is my father this is my mother this is my sister brother wife children but we have said the same thing in our last life also in another sphere of existence 
we have we must have been so affectionate but now completely finished it's just like a dream in a dream we may love someone we may hate someone we may fear someone we may envy someone we may be in danger maybe a, a tiger is attacking me or a snake is attacking me or but once i wake up so this is completely forgotten and the other thing is the 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 dream is forgotten or sometimes the dream is remembered for a while when you go into the next dream then this dream is forgotten and the other thing is when we are dreaming we are forgetful of forgetfulness uh, we are forgetful of our waking state we are not aware that we are actually only sleeping we are thinking we are doing this we are doing that but actually we are only sleeping so we are we are filled with anxieties in this life so many anxieties but that is just like a dream in a dream if i am anxious suppose tiger is attacking me and uh, and i cry for help 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 then if my friend is uh, sitting beside me and saying what is this fellow shouting in the sleep hey wake up wake up then once he wakes up the tiger is gone where is the tiger finish so actually there is no tiger but there is an illusion of a tiger so the fear is real though the fear is real we actually feel the fear although there is no cause of it similarly in our life you know in this material life we feel so many things and we think it is real it is so tangible but it is just like that dream and once we awaken from this dream of this dreaming state sleeping state and uh, this was just now before bhagavad gita we chanted the shloka om agyana timrandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshur unmilitam yena tasmay shri guru namo the guru he will open our eyes forcefully we are not even uh, wanting to open our eyes we want to be in sleep if somebody says you know to come read bhagavad gita and you know come know about yourself i am not interested we want to be in sleep yeah, this is for old people you know those who have nothing to do in life you know those whose lives are not exciting or who have too many problems in their life they can read bhagavad gita i am happy you know i am i don't need it and many people's attitude is like this and they becoming atheist also because the education system in the schools what are we taught where is the knowledge of god of course the people will become atheist because the mind is programmed so much that scientific thinking scientific thinking yes this, everything is science but god created everything the science denies that that's why it is not actually science this is some big bang created the whole thing the most the most foolish theory of mankind the big bang and we are taught in the taught that in the textbooks oh big bang theory oh some big explosion where explosion created anything in our experience where did explosion create anything it destroyed only whatever was there hiroshima nagasaki one bomb was put and everything exploded finish destruction and uh, some terrorists put bomb here and there it is destroying things a, a bang never created anything it is of most foolish theory to propose this. so but we have much more better information of how creation took place hmm. uh, the lord he in the in the form of mahavishnu he was breathing now he is still breathing so he is breathing and when he is exhaling all the universes are coming out from the pores of his body and expanding 
and when he is inhaling all the universes are destroyed so whatever we are existing now for this universe will exist for 311 trillion 40 billion years according to our vedic calculation uh, that is only one breath of lord narayana one breath only of mahavishnu so anyway the whole detail is given in the bhagavatam uh, so that way we know how everything is done just by sitting we don't need to have use hubble telescope and you know microscope and nonsense scope we know from the vedas how everything is done krishna is telling the creator is telling instead of me going and opening a car and you know dismantling everything and trying to find out what it is if i go to the owner of the car the, the company which is making the car and i you know learn from them okay this is this this is this is i know better rather than me figuring out you know unbolt unbolting everything and then taking out i won't even understand what's going on so that's what the scientists are trying to do they are trying to use these uni- instruments uh, oh with telescope we are seeing nothing on moon there's now no life on moon how do you know first of all they are blind you put a microscope or telescope in front of a blind man what they can see what is the use of the instrument we can only see within limit uh, forget about moon now in this room how many souls are there you may say 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 but there are millions of germs within germs microbes and microorganisms but we are only counting seven this is our defect we cannot see even here also what to speak of moon this is rubbish <coughs> we are too depending too much on our senses oh if i cannot see uh, seeing is believing if i don't see i don't believe it what is the power of your seeing first of all you can't even see your own eyelid the eyelid that is closing the eye also we cannot see <laughs> which is the closest thing to the eye we cannot see it and we cannot see very far things we cannot see ultraviolet we cannot see infrared i mean with such limited capabilities we are challenging oh show me god if you if you don't show me god i don't believe and god says fine i am not so hard up that you know you you ask you, you know you ask for proof and i'll come before you and show myself no no no, no. the lord is not interested you don't want you, you want to see me okay you you first become submissive if you don't want to become submissive what is the point naham prakasha sarvasya krishna says in the bhagavad gita what does he say i don't come before fools and rascals he uses the word you know not our word in the 7th chapter 25th verse you can see naham prakasha sarvasya yogamaya samavrutah Mūdhoyam nābhijānāti Mūdha means fool, rascal Lokomā majamavyayam I am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent For them I am covered by my eternal creative potency, Yogamāya And so the deluded world knows me not Who am unborn and infallible See, this is Krishna So he is <clears throat> never manifest to the foolish now there is a way though where we can understand krishna suppose if i want to know about you and if i become your friend and you know i ask question where are you from sir you know what are you doing uh, when have you come here to singapore so if i ask questions then if you reveal to me then i will know about you so i must first please you first you see i must please you first 
then if you choose to reveal yourself to me, uh, then I can know you. <coughs> so, similarly, if we please Krishna, if Krishna chooses to explain himself, then we can understand him. We can understand. It's not that God is impossible to be understood. Yes, by our own strength, we cannot understand. But if Krishna wants us to understand, we can understand. So, Krishna is actually explaining himself. Vedaischa sarvai rahameva vedyo. By all Vedas, I am to be known. I am the supreme personality of Godhead. You see, this is actually among the Hindus, although the Bhagavad Gita is very known to Hindus, you know. But honestly speaking, they don't know anything about the religion at all. Because most people don't read the Bhagavad Gita or the Vedas. Among those who read, they have their own interpretations of it, completely negating the actual purpose of the Gita. This is the problem. Bhagavad Gita 7.7 Now Krishna is saying, Matta Parataram Nanyat Kinchidasti Dhananjaya Mai Sarvam Idam Protam Sutre Maniganaiva O conqueror of wealth, Arjuna, there is no truth superior to me. Everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. Now if you see a necklace, it's beautiful. You don't see the thread. You will see all the pearls and everything. Now, although it is not seen, you should know that the necklace is resting on the thread. If the thread is not there, this necklace will not work. It will not, it will not be so beautifully arranged. So now we see everything in this world, so many things are so beautifully done. The creation, the sun is beautiful, the moon and the sceneries and everything, everything that we have. Is so orderly. But all this is resting on, everything rests upon me, Krishna says. As pearls are strung on a thread. Nobody has ever said this. No man has said this and no devata also had said this. Even the greatest of devatas, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, they themselves did not say this. They themselves are servants of Lord Krishna. This is very, very... Rarely understood by even Hindus. They think, oh, all, God, all gods are same, you know, everything is same. No, it's not same. That's why there is two words in Sanskrit, Devata and Bhagavan. Bhagavan means the supreme personality of Godhead. Whereas Devata means a greatly uh, powerful but not God. That's why Prabhupada translated Bhagavan as Godhead. The head of all gods. Huh? Like head of department, right? Like that. So that's why the Lord Krishna is also known as Jagannath. So, Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, they themselves are great devotees of Lord Vishnu, but they are not equal. In fact, there is a verse. It's not because we are Vaishnavas, we are saying like this. No, no, no. This is what actually the whole scriptures say this is from the Padma Purana quoted in the Shaitana Charitamrita Madhya Lila chapter 18 verse 116 Yastu Narayanam Devam Brahma Rudradi Daivatai Samatvenaiva Vikshetha Sa Pashandi Bhavedhruvam a person who considers demigods like Brahma and Shiva to be on an equal level with Narayana is to be considered an offender or Pashandi 
In fact, Pashandi also means atheist. If one equals anyone else to Krishna or Narayana, he is an atheist. That much, you know, how strict the Padma Puran is. Um, it is not that everything is equal, everything is... No, no, no. We should know. Uh, Sentimental-wise, yeah, everybody likes the idea that everything is equal. You know, you cannot differentiate, you cannot say like this, you cannot say like... You cannot say or say that is a... Fact is fact. Yes, Sri Siddhartha. <coughs> Let's see. Lord Brahma himself, what you saying? You don't, you think we are Hare Krishna, that's why we are talking about Krishna, right? Let's see, what Brahma, this is Brahma Samhita, you can see on the top, Sri Brahma Samhita, Brahma spoke these words. Brahma Samhita 5.1 Ishwaraha Paramaha Krishnaha Satchidananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakarana Karanam Krishna, who is known as Govinda, is the Supreme Godhead. He has an eternal blissful spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin. And he is the prime cause of all causes. Hmm. Krishna himself said this. Yeah, this was Bhagavad Gita 10.2 Name Vidu Suragana Prabhavamna Maharshaya Aham Adirhi Devanam Maharshinam Chasarvasha Neither the hosts of demigods nor the great sages know my origin or opulences. For in every respect I am the source of the demigods and sages. You see that again he is saying. And Lord Shiva is also saying. Srimad Bhagavatam 4.3.23 Satvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam Yadi Yate Tatra Pumana Pavritaha Satvesha Tasmin Bhagavan Vasudeva he actually has composed so many prayers in glorification of Narayan. Beautiful prayers. I am always engaged in offering obeisances. Obeisances means Namaskar. I am always engaged in offering obeisances to Lord Vasudev in pure Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is always pure consciousness in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead known as Vasudev is revealed without any covering. Uh, the Lord is... Um, that's why... In another place, Lord Shiva says, Aradhananam sarvesham Vishnur aradhanam param Tasmat paradaram devi tadiyanam samarchanam In the Padma Puran again, of all types of worship, this is Lord Shiva speaking, eh? of all types of worship, worship of Lord Vishnu is best. And better than the worship of Lord Vishnu is the worship of his devotee, the Vaishnava. By pleasing the Vaishnava, the devotee of Krishna, uh, Lord Vishnu is satisfied. So, Vishnu worship is the best. So, anyway, coming back to this point of today's verse. What is today's verse? You see, all purposes served by a small well can at once be served by a great reservoir of water. Now, coming to the point. People, they worship this devata, that devata. If you go to any Hindu's house, in the altar, in the prayer room, there will be everybody. And also nowadays new additions, which are not there in the Shastra. Huh? Any Baba, 
any sadhu, anybody with a big beard also will go inside. Anybody with a big mala on this, he will also go inside. Huh? It is very common now, Hindus worshipping Sai Baba. Either Shirdi or Satisana. Where? Where in the Shastra it is, it is said that this is incarnation of God? Where? Every avatar is already mentioned in the Shastra. Like for example, Buddha. Buddha is an avatar of Krishna. Before Buddha came, Buddha came 2600 years ago. 5000 years ago in the Bhagavatam already it is mentioned that Buddha will come uh, and he will be the daughter of Anjana. Everything is already mentioned. The mother's name, the father's name, the place, the mission, what he will do. Everything is mentioned already. What to speak? Even Kalki, who has not come, who will come 427,000 years later, at the end of Kali Yuga. His name, his father's name, Vishnu Yasha, is already, already mentioned. And he will take birth in the village of Sambhal, which is uh, there near Delhi. There is one Sambhal in uh, Sambalpur in Orissa. There is one Sambhal in Delhi, 157 kilometers east of Delhi, if I am not wrong. So, there he will take birth. Everything is already mentioned. It will be mentioned in the Shastras. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who came, already, already mentioned in the Hiranmayana Patrina. No. Uh, what is that? Uh, Vishnu Sahasranam. Anyway, Bhagavatam also says, what is that? The 11.5.32. Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.32. Krishna Varanam Trisha Krishnam Sango Pangastra Parshadam Yagnehi Sankirtana Praya Yajanti Sumedasa. See, this is 5000 years ago. Already mentioned that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will come. Prahlad Maharaj, millions of years ago, already said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will come. So, this is what first thing we have to understand. Uh, avatar of Vishnu or Krishna, who is God, he is already mentioned in the Shastras. You cannot put any, any anybody and everybody there in the altar room. This is offensive. Putting a picture of God in the same as, uh, I mean, uh, same with the man. How can, this is totally offensive. You cannot put man and God at the same level. Sometimes the, the, the Baba picture will be bigger than the Krishna picture. Krishna some small somewhere, Baba very big. Total offensiveness. This is, Lord Krishna is least pleased with this. He's very, he gets very upset with this. Passion, even if you equate Brahma and Shiva to Narayana, it is already said you are an atheist. You mean to say you put one man there, you will be more than atheist. <laughs> you will worse. So therefore, we have to understand properly according to Shastra. We have to read the Shastra. We cannot say, I want to be, you know, uh, no, you cannot say like this, you know, you are hurting my sentiments. Who cares for your sentiments? At the time of death, do you think your sentiments will be taken care of? Yamaraj will drag you from the... No, my sentiment, my family, I don't believe. Sorry. Get out. Where is the question of sentiment? We have to know facts. If I have sentimentally thought that the Prime Minister of Singapore is you. Huh? You are Prime Minister. No, no, no. My sen- don't hurt my sentiment. You are the Prime Minister of Singapore. What is the use of my sentiment? The fact is Prime Minister is Lucian Loom, right? That is a, that is a fact. So similarly, fact will not change with our sentiments, our opinions. So we have to know what Krishna's take is on this and everything. That's why it is said, you see, Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, text 24. Tasma chastram pramanam te karya akarya vyavasthitao gyatva shastra vidhanoktam karma kartumiharas. You see, one should therefore understand what is duty and what is not duty by the regulations of the scriptures. 
knowing such rules and regulations, one should act so that he may gradually be elevated. This is first step. Okay. Now, what is duty? What is not duty? We have to understand by the scriptures. We cannot say my duty is to take care of my family. Who told that? that if that is the duty, then dog is also doing that duty. Ant is also doing that duty. Huh? There are some insects, grass, everything, everybody is doing that duty. That is a routine work. But that is not the ultimate duty of a human being. Yes, that is duty. We don't say no. But that is, people be, behave as if that is the highest duty. I have to take care of my family. Take care means what? Huh? What is taking care? Taking care that they do not go again, take another birth. For example, this small girl is there. She has taken birth in your family. Next life, she should not take birth again. She should not have another birth. She should go back to Vaikuntha after this. This should be her last. That is the duty of the parents. That is called taking care. Not that, oh, my child wants chicken. Huh? Okay, okay, you, you have chicken. You have mutton. Okay, you have mutton. Not that, you know, give everything and let the person go to hell. What kind of parents, what kind of love is that? That is not love. Love means, yes, okay, this person should go back to Krishna. Everybody belongs to Krishna. The children, the parents, everybody belongs to Krishna. They are all, we are all children of Krishna. See? So, we have to um, behave in that way. We should not think, oh, this is my family member, my... You see? So, this is where we have to understand that everything belongs to Krishna. Everybody belongs to Krishna. So, we have to make everybody a servant of Krishna. That is our duty. So, now, Yavanartha Udapane. So, there are many wells, especially in the village, in rural India. If you go, one second. If you go to the villages of India, there are many wells there. How is it translated? See, there are many wells or ponds in the village villages. So, one pond is for washing clothes. All the water in the pond is only used for washing clothes. So, people will come there, take the well water and then wash clothes only. Another water is only for drinking water. Another water is only for bathing. But nowadays, everything is screwed up. But those days, that was the original way. So, each well has its own purpose. Some are only used for washing utensils. So, each water is different. Okay. So, now, when there is a river, for example, all the purposes are served by that river. You can wash clothes there, you can bathe there, you can drink the water. Because every moment it is moving water, it is fresh water coming. Uh, even though Ganga... You know, the, the sometimes even dead bodies float. But still people go and drink the water. And they don't get sick. That is river water. Anything moving water is always fresh. So, that is the thing about river. So, like that, the Vedas, the different demigod worship, different parts of the Vedas, they fulfill some part of it. Of some part. For example, uh, I can worship maybe Indra for better rainfall, for, for better crops. But then I have to worship sun for good health. Then I have to worship uh, uh, what? Uh, Lord Shiva if I want, uh, what is that? 
if a girl wants good husband they worship lord shiva if a man wants good wife he worship uma devi parvati and different purposes are served by different demigods of course one of them is not done by any demigod mukti if you want mukti no demigod can give you but if you worship krishna then all these purposes are automatically served whatever we need in the for the material maintenance and even our liberation in the next life is also taken care of just by following the process of devotional service so in one stroke that's why um in the shrimad bhagavatam it is stated that shrimad bhagavatam 4.31.14 just like a tree yatha taror mola nishechanena tripyanti taskanda bujopashakha pranopahara chayatendriyanam tathaiva sarvar hanamachute as pouring water on the root of a tree energizes the trunk branches twigs and everything else and as supplying food to the stomach and livens the senses and limbs of the body simply worshiping the supreme personality of godhead through devotional service automatically satisfies the demigods who are parts of that supreme personality you see this so the root of the tree if we water every nook and corner of the tree it will go all the branches leaves and fruits and flowers everything it will be the water will be supplied uh, similarly we cannot worship every demigod we cannot satisfy all the demigods and also there is no need for satisfying them because we have no relation with them directly it is only if we want something then we are like bribing them okay you i will do this yagya you give me this like that actually our relationship our eternal relationship is not with the demigods at all it is with krishna uh, but if we even want to satisfy demigods the best way to satisfy them is to satisfy krishna in fact they will be more satisfied if krishna is satisfied because they are also devotees of krishna just like you are all devotees of krishna if anybody becomes a devotee of krishna you will be happy if somebody glorifies you you will feel very uncomfortable unless you know unless i am very you know wanting that praise from everybody you know? i'm so proud then i like being glorified but uh, a real devotee if somebody is glorifying him he say no 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 it's not my I mean, everything is Krishna's mercy, Prabhupada's mercy, the devotee's mercy. And not mine. I have no credit. Even Prabhupada, many people said, "Oh, you have done great magic. You know, you have turned so many people to uh, God." So Prabhupada said, "What magic I have done? I do not know anything. If anything is to my credit, it is only that I have not changed anything that Krishna has said and my Guru Maharaj has said. I do not change anything. That is my only credit." of course on the outside it is like that proper did not change anything yes that is the magic actually but then it is also in the empowerment of krishna now we may also preach the same thing how many devotees are making <laughs> proper the whole world he made thousands of devotees wherever he went he made devotees so that is the power how much he is you know with krishna the empowerment krishna shakti vina nahitar pravartan without krishna's empowerment nobody can preach krishna consciousness 
So some devotees actually have some different take on this. They say, oh, yes, without empowerment we cannot preach. I will not preach because I am not empowered. How to, how to answer this? You ask them to preach, no Prabhu, I am not empowered, I am a very fallen soul. You know, I cannot preach. So, the answer is, the order of the spiritual master is what we have to execute. Whether we are qualified or not, the order is, Prabhupada said, preach Krishna consciousness, distribute my books. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Yara Dikha Tarika Krishna Upadesh. The order is there already. So, if we want to become empowered, or if we have to be empowered, it is only by following the so it doesn't matter whether we are we are empowered or not. We just have to repeat. So by following the order of the spiritual master, the parampara is continued. And when the parampara is continued like that, then it will go. The message will purely reach the person. And because of the Krishna's, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's, the Acharya's mercy, the person will be helped. And he will be, you know. So the difference will be there. So that's why it is not an excuse this is a you know sometimes devotees take shelter of um, this kind of ambiguity philosophical ambiguity to hide their lack of enthusiasm so actually there is no ambiguity but you know if you are not sharp enough to understand then because sometimes you know when you especially when you come to Krishna consciousness you will know how to quote and how to show references. So, sometimes people may misuse that also. Uh, we have seen many of that. Devotees misusing uh, the quotations for their own purposes. So, uh, the real thing is that we have to follow the order of the spiritual master. It doesn't matter whether we are qualified or not. Hmm. The order of the spiritual master is qualified. That's why it will work. The message is qualified. It is coming from the proper source. So, that, that's why it will work. So, um, anyway, coming back to the point, by serving Krishna, every other purpose is served. This is explained in Bhagavatam also. Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.41 Devarshibhutapta niranam pitrinam Nakin karonayam rinicharajan sarvatmanaya saranam saranyam gato mukundam parihritya kartam. O king, one who has given up all material duties and has taken full shelter of the lotus feet of Mukunda, who offers shelter to all, is not indebted to the demigods, great sages, ordinary living beings, relatives, friends, mankind, or even one's forefathers who have passed away. Since all such classes of living entities are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, one who has surrendered to the Lord's service has no need to serve such persons separately. There are some devotees who again take shelter of this verse and say, I don't want to be with my family, I don't want to run away. (coughs) For a boy it is good. (laughs) For a boy it is good, for a man. Hmm, but for women it is not so good. Uh, so, but the thing is, we have to follow our devotional service according to our position. Uh, we cannot uh, simply 
do anything and everything we like. So, they think they don't have to listen to anybody, they don't have to do anything. One still can be courteous, one can still can be nice, as long as relationship is still there. It's not that we have to completely uh, make a, what is that, show. You gradually take it. We cannot imitate Raghunath Das Goswami on day one. You know, Raghunath Das Goswami who left his parents and ran away. That kind of attachment has to be there. Otherwise, one becomes very negative. In the beginning, actually, a devotee is, may appear a little bit negative. It is natural because he knows that material life is not so, you know, not, there's no, nothing there, the reality. So, when, has a slight, when one has a slight attraction for Krishna, uh, we become enthusiastic. That is good. It's a good sign. But at the same time, uh, if one has a family, one cannot quick, immediately come out of that. One cannot become sannyasi overnight. Not like that. So, but anyway, but one who has completely surrendered to the Lord, the other, the other flip side is, for those who have actually surrendered to the Lord, it is not that you, you cannot uh, accuse them that, oh, you have uh, escaped from family duties, from this duty, that duty, well, you have escaped and nicely were enjoying your life. <clears throat> your family is suffering or you know they are uh, unhappy because you have joined you don't care about them all these kinds of you know uh, arguments that people put forward but uh, that is not to be devotees are, devotees are not to be uh, accused like that because they have given all this up for a higher purpose it is not first of all easy to do that it is not escapism in fact, everything that these people do is on the is being watched. <laughs> if one is somewhere in the family, he can do whatever nonsense he wants. But if one is has dedicated his life for this purpose, then his life is public. And not only that, he has taken on a greater cause to preach Krishna consciousness. Uh, he is seeing the whole world as his family, not this limited view that only this four or five people are my family. No, he sees the whole world as family because Krishna is a father and everybody is his children. So, he sees in that way. So, he wants to help everybody. He's always thinking, how to, making plans, how to uh, save these people from being, uh, becoming, going to hell. Always thinking like that. So, that is the proper mood of a devotee. If a devotee is not interested in helping others by talking about Krishna, by preaching about Krishna, uh, then there is not a very high grade devotee. It's third class devotee. He should always be interested in, you know, preaching to others. That is the natural quality of an advanced devotee. So, there is a this is a devotee should have this faith Shraddha Shraddha means faith Shabde Vishwasa kohe sudhrida nishchaye Krishna bhakti kohele sarva karma krita hoye Shraddha is confident firm faith 
that by rendering devo- uh, transcendent loving service to Krishna, one automatically performs all subsidiary activities. Such faith is favorable to the discharge of devotional service. So, a devotee of Krishna, he relinquishes all his other duties, even so-called religious duties. He will give up. Because he has taken to the highest religious duty, which is chanting the holy name of Krishna and preaching Krishna consciousness. This is the actual duty. So, he does not do anything. That's why there is a nice verse by Madhavendra Puri. Sandhya vandana bhadramastu bhavato bho snanatubhyam namo. Bhodevaha pitarascha tarpana vidhau naham kshamakshamyatam. Yatra kvapi nishadya yadava kulottamasya kamsadvishaha. Smaram smaram agham harami tadalam manye kimanyaname. Oh my prayers three times a day, Sandhya Vandana, you know? The, the Brahmins, especially the Smartas, they do Sandhya Vandana. Morning, afternoon, evening. Actually, nowadays nobody does. Uh, rubbish. <coughs> I was also doing Sandhya Vandana, just morning, sometimes when I feel like, when my father feels like. When he's in the mood, he will do for one week and then after that finish. Um, then after that smoking. <laughs> Sandhya Vandana and after that smoking. Huh? So, oh my prayers three times a day. All glory to you. Actually, a Brahmana must do these things. But, Madhavendra Puri is saying, Oh bathing, I offer my obeisances unto you. Oh demigods, oh forefathers, please excuse me for my inability to offer you my respects. Uh, now wherever I sit, I can remember the great descendant of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa. And thereby I can free myself from all sinful bondage. I think this is sufficient for me. Madhavendra Puri said, just by thinking of Krishna, this is sufficient. I don't want to do all these things. My enthusiasm to perform all these other activities have uh, totally gone. I have no enthusiasm to commit this. I mean, uh, do these activities. Of course, this is a very advanced stage. Here it is said bathing, snanam. But of course, we must do. This is Vaidhi Bhakti. There are the other stage with Raganuga when they are when they are very advanced. They actually, they don't have to follow any rules. But still, the Acharya who acts on the second class platform to preach to uh, enlighten us, he will still perform all the activities uh, to teach us. But actually, they are not obliged to perform all those activities, the pure devotees. Uh, so, that, that's how a devotee's position is. So, there is no obligation for the devotee because he is already doing the highest thing. If a devotee is chanting, that means he has already done everything, like in the purport it is mentioned. Srimad Bhagavatam 3.33.7 Aho bada shvapachoto gariyan yajjihvagre vardate namatubhyam tepustapaste juhvuhu sasnurarya brahmanuchur namagrananti ete. Oh, how glorious are they whose tongues are chanting your holy name. Even if born in the families of dog eaters, such persons are worshipable. 
Persons who chant the holy name of your lordship must have executed all kinds of austerities and fire sacrifices and achieved all the good manners of the Aryans. To be chanting the holy name of your lordship, they must have bathed at holy places of pilgrimage, studied the Vedas and fulfilled everything required. That means if a person is chanting, he is considered to have done all these things before already. Otherwise, he cannot come to chanting. Or even if one has not done anything, by chanting, he is to be considered already done everything because he has come to the result of all those activities. The bathing and, uh, you know, in the holy places and Veda study, everything is meant, all the fire sacrifices, charity, everything is meant to come to this point of smartavya satatam vishnur, vismartavya na jatu chet. Uh, always remember Vishnu and never forget him. This is the purpose of all these things. That's why it is said, if one knows the purpose behind the rituals and all these things, for him, you know, today's verse, if you don't know the purpose and simply following some rules, Tavan Sarveshu Vedeshu Brahmanasya Vijanata All purposes, uh, all the purposes of the Vedas can be served to one who knows the purpose behind them. If you don't know the purpose behind them, that is to become devotee. If you think, oh, uh, this is an important rule, I have to follow, that is important rule, this is important. But what is the end goal of all these rules? That I have to become a devotee of Krishna. If I have steered away from that, then my so-called following rules and regulations is useless. Dharma svanushthita pumsa vishvaksena kathasuya notpadaya yadiratim shrama evahi kevalam Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.8 The occupational activities a man performs according to his own position are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the personality of Godhead. Occupational activities means the Swadharma. Like Brahmana, this is my duty. Stri, this is my duty. Hmm. Somebody the other day is saying, you know, that, uh, oh, my duty is to serve my husband. Yeah, yeah, good. So, make him devotee. No, 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 I cannot. I cannot make him devotee because I just want to follow him. I don't I don't want to tell him anything. I want to be submissive wife. It's stupidity. Rubbish. Yeah. Because he, she knows that to be devotee of Krishna is the highest thing. But if she doesn't tell, oh, I want to be very humble, I want to be very submissive wife to my husband. I don't want to tell that, you know, uh, I, I, will, I will not ask him to chant. Show off, show off that, you know, I'm a big uh, pativrata. Huh? Let the pati go to hell. Is that, is that, I mean, what kind of, <laughs> have some sense, you know. So, uh, one can always suggest, one did not order, hey, chant. Of course, that's not the way. Now one can suggest in, in there are many ways to suggest, you know. So, uh, you know, following too much, this is called Niyama Agraha. Following too much rules until you have forgotten the purpose of why you are following the rule also. Hmm. So, that is what, that is happening. So, uh, some people, they do not understand this thing. Therefore, especially Hindus, complete nonsense. And if you go to Brahmin societies, even more nonsense. Oh, you must do this puja like this, you must do that one like this, you must do this. otherwise you are you know, committing. Why are you doing all those things? And they have some unauthorized ceremonies. I don't know where they came from actually. The other day one of my uncles was, uh, some photos, you know, uploaded. 
ಷಷ್ಠಿ ಪೂರ್ತಿ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಐ ಹರ್ಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಮೀಟ್ಸ್ ನ್ಯೂ ಕಾನ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ವೆನ್ ದ ಹಸ್ಬೆಂಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಅಚೀವ್ ಕಮ್ ಟು ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ರೀಮ್ಯಾರೇಜ್ ವಾವ್ಸ್ ದ ವೈಫ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಸ್ಬೆಂಡ್ ದೇ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಅ ಮ್ಯಾರೇಜ್ ಸೆರೆಮನಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ರೀ ವಟ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದ ವಾವ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮ್ಯಾರೇಜ್ ಐ ವಾಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಐ ವಾಸ್ ಕ್ರಿಂಜಿಂಗ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಯುನೋ ಒಂದು ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರ ಸೇಸ್ ಪಂಚಾಶೋಧಂ ವನಂರಜೇತ್ ಒನ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಾಗವತಂ ಟೂ ಡಾಟ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಡಾಟ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಅ ಹೌಸ್ ಹೋಲ್ಡರ್ ಇಸ್ ರೆಕಮೆಂಡೆಡ್ ಟು ಕ್ವಿಟ್ ಹೋಮ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಏಜ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಎಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಫಿಫ್ಟಿ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಪಂಚಾಶೋಧಂ ವನಂರಜೇತ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಕ್ಚುಯಲ್ ಫಿಫ್ಟಿ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಯು ಮಸ್ಟ್ ಕ್ವಿಟ್ ಹೋಮ್ ಬಟ್ ಅಟ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ರೀಮ್ಯಾರೇಜ್ ದಿ ವರ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಐ ಎವರ್ ಹರ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ವರ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವರ್ಸ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಸ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಹೂ ನೋಸ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ್ ದಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹಿ ಇಸ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಇಸ್ ಸೊ ಕಾಲ್ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ಡೀಪ್ಲಿ ಅಂಟ್ಯಾಂಗಲ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಟೈಂಗ್ ನಾಟ್ ಒನ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಹಿ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಔಟ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಫಿನಿಶ್ ನಾ ಐಗೇನ್ ಟೈಂಗ್ ನಾಟ್ ಡಬಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ಫಿನಿಶ್ so where where this i have never heard this i don't know where this is what kind of vedic ritual is this from where it has come so these kind of nonsense are going on oh so big big chanting in that in that ceremony big chanting you know vishnu sahasranam lalita sahasranam chanting very religious some were chanting without looking at the book by heart but end result is sex life ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಾಗವತಂ for them the marriage is the biggest thing in fact there is no other samskara gone the upanayan samskara is a joke is a joke complete joke i have my experience myself upanayan samskar oh i'll be given the gayatri mantra from on the right ear from from my father and then i have to go around same with the like the chadar you know like you did the other day i have to say to everybody bhiksham dehi bhiksham dehi i must say that word so i collect from everybody so everybody is giving their own things money and you know brahmachari no brahmachari gurukule vasandanta guru arhitam everything i have to give to guru so i think i remember i on that day i collected like 4400 rupees or something nicely pocket money my pocket money and we went to next day went to shopper stop you know this one shop in a mall in hyderabad when there big big games you know like the, the <laughs> somebody gifted me chess chess board in the bikshan in the chadar chess board for my because i used to like chess so chess board and somebody you know many many things money money was so much 
are so happy, so much coming. Then take take everything, 4,400 rupees. Next day, go to the mall, buy some games. This was my Upanayana. My second birth, so-called. Big thread, no? Thread. Brahmin. This is the Brahmin of today. So, uh, orthodox. What is, uh, what is orthodox about this? Get out from the home and stay in the house of the Guru and learn some Vedas. Nothing. No. And then Ganesh Puja. Ganesh Chaturthi Puja. We, we used to do very elaborate. And we used to enjoy that. And decorate the whole, uh, you know, altar. And then, put all the difficult subjects, you know. My brother, you know, maths. He was very bad. Always failing. So, maths will come in the book. Social studies, something. Oh, Hindi, oh, not very good. Okay, put there. Huh? Saraswati, Puja. Ganesh Puja. Obstacle will remove so that I can pass the exam. Very good program going on. Brahmins. Very good Brahmins. A joke, I'm telling you. Total joke. What is the use? What is the use of all these things? If the whole purpose is not... Uh, devotional service to Krishna. Uh, so, when I started reading Prabhupada's books, that's why, when I understood what is second birth, I got so disgusted with what I was, the Brahmin there, first of all, I put it in the dustbin, finish. There's no use, there's a, <laughs> holds no meaning. It's a sacred thread. What is so sacred about it? If it is done like that. I was ashamed that I was a Brahmin. And now this is proper Brahmin life uh, where there is a Guru and then we have surrendered to the order of the Guru. That is proper. Hmm. This is the way it should be done. So anyway, any questions or comments on this topic? So, so no questions. So we will stop here. Grantraj Srimad Bhagavad Gita Ki. Shilo Prabhupada ki nitai gaur premanande.